Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Dawn. Welcome to the latest episode of From Dollar Square to Wear, the Arsenal Twitter podcast, which incidentally contains adult content which is definitely not suitable for young children. Please like and subscribe and leave a five-star review. It really helps. Also, please be sure to visit the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. We have a brand new show, You Can Be The Star, the most interactive Arsenal show, where the twist is the viewer who entertains us the most on the night can join us live on the panel to air their opinions. We have great guests weekly. We've had Kevin Campbell, who was absolutely brilliant. That's still available to watch. And we also have more excellent guests lined up, which is very, very exciting. Thanks for listening. Treacle? People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And Andrew's here, guys. Hey, Hello. what's up, old man? <laughs> How you doing? You're right. What are you doing? I'm not used to being the angriest man on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here now, mate. I'm here now. Uh, we, we I could take talking... that mantle off you, no problem. <laughs> we we were just talking about Pepe, and Niall um, was saying he's he rather. Who'd you say you rather start now? I would rather Saka. Play Saka. Saka. Yeah, Saka's been well on form. He's the same kind of player, really. He's very skillful, and I don't know. I just feel like if we're playing it on form, Saka is the one at the minute. Uh, would you start Pepe, Andrew? I think at the moment we've got to continue with Pepe. I think it would affect his um, confidence even more if we dropped him. To be perfectly honest, and I hope I'm hoping that um, the, the goal he scored whilst on international duty again is going to give him a bit more of a lift. I think that it's going to make a big difference having Lacazette on the pitch as well because mm. he's not had Lacazette um, so far, well, very, very briefly anyway. And I think that's going to make a big difference to Pepe's game. So I, I'm really concerned that um, by dropping it, because that was humming and ahhing, I must admit. Uh, Niall, I'm, I'm, I was along the lines of the way you were thinking, Niall, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. the more and more I thought about it, I think it would be quite... Uh, damaging if we left him out and dropped him on poor form when he's only made five starts in the Premier League. I, I'm uh, thinking the other way around, though. I'm thinking if we drop a £70 million player for a 17-year-old youngster, that is going to be so good for Saka. That's what I'm thinking. And, and it, sorry, it's, um, I was just going to say, it'll be really, really unfair on Saka because he's done nothing wrong either. And it's a, it's a really, really tough choice. I mean... Mm-hmm. 
It, it could go either way. I, I, I'd be very reluctant to leave out Saka. I really would. But I'm also concerned, like I've already mentioned, about um, about Pepe. And I really do think that he needs to play through this um, difficult spell. I think Pepe's going to get um, better with uh, Bellerin and Tierney both in there at the same time because mm. we're going to be able to play. Since Unai Emery insists on playing out of the back no matter what, I think it's that's going to be much more of a better flow. That didn't even make sense. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Especially with Bellerin overlapping Pepe, you've mm-hmm. seen it a lot. Where Pepe's had to drop back a lot because Maitland loves to run maybe too high up the pitch, and I feel like Pepe's had to kind of look after him and be responsible for Maitland Niles mm. a lot of the time. So yeah, we could see Bellerin link up with Pepe quite well. It's a very good point. Yeah, he hasn't had a, a, a sort of a, a solid person to work with either because he's mm. been sort of interchanging between Maitland Niles yeah. and Chambers. And I think Bellerin will, will make a massive difference to him, um, especially being on the overlap, taking away uh, the defender as well, giving him more room to run into. I think that'll be, um, yeah, another very good point. Ryan, you haven't weighed in on uh, what you would do against Sheffield United. Why am I acting like the host? I'm sorry, <laughs> Ryan. You know why? Because because I was in radio for years and it just comes, it, I can't help myself. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'll be quiet now. Just- just shut the fuck up, Glenn. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan a chance. Yeah, you <laughs> like that, you should live in New York, fucker. <laughs> I'm, I've literally got downstairs two minutes above him because he's back from work now. I'll be back in a minute. You guys chat away and... Yes, yeah, back in two minutes. Sorry about this. Oh, you crack me up, Ryan. You're like a friend I have here in the states. If, yeah. you him, if you want him to be somewhere, this friend I have in the states, you have to tell him to be there 15 minutes earlier than the real time. Yeah. That's, that's well, Ryan. The last last time I back him up as well. He can, <laughs> he can fuck off now. I know. <laughs> so what kind of lineup? I'll I'll, I'll take over. Right, uh, uh, Andrew. What kind of lineup would you go with Sheffield United? Well, I don't know whether Lacazette... We've probably all seen the uh, video of Lacazette training and um, I, don't, I don't know whether he's going to be able to start yet. Hoping so. Um, but I am probably thinking he's going to be on the bench, personally. Mm. I haven't heard a lot about Bellerin as well. I've heard a lot about Tierney being ready to, to start. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard whether Bellerin's ready to start. Um, so I'm going to have to assume that he's not. And I'll assume that Lacazette's not then. But... Um, I would go, if, if that's the case, I'll go with Chambers at the back. Uh, well, another one, another one I haven't heard much about is Holding, whether he's ready to start either. Yeah. Um, I thought they were, I thought Holding and Bellerin were both ready with this hideous well, two weeks off. I I haven't read anything. I haven't oh, okay. had anything concrete. Yeah. I haven't, I've looked on the Arsenal official website for all the news and nothing has come out yet to say that they are. But actually, yeah, well, let's I'll just assume what, that they are. Oh, I will say yeah. that let's assume that they are. Then let's go the other way. I'll I'll have Bellerin obviously at the right back. I would have uh, Holding and Louise at, uh, in the central defence. I would have Tierney. Yeah. Um, we all know this ain't going to happen anyway. But let's go through it anyway. <laughs> would you um, think positive for five seconds? <laughs> I'll have Guendouzi and Torreira um, sort of sitting a bit yeah. deeper. Okay. I would, I would have Ozil slightly in front of them, and then I would have the front three of Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. Oh, you'd sit Caballos or Ceballos, however right, you so say. So the the big people you've left out there are Socrates, our captain Shaka, 
uh, and Sagan. <laughs> oh yeah, that's wishful <laughs> thinking. He's not going to sit his fucking captain. Yeah. Unai Emery's pushed all his chips on the fucking Jaka as far as his job goes. Yeah, um, I know. I know. But uh, I like your lineup except Caballos instead of Ozil. You can bring Ozil. I, I want have, Ozil on the bench. I'd be very happy with uh, with either, to be perfectly honest. I just want to see Ozil back integrated within the squad. And that's really unusual for me. You've probably seen and heard a lot of this, all the stuff I've said in the past. But I, it's another thing I've been thinking about um, a lot recently. You know, I, I just can't get past the fact that all the best bits of play we've had in the last five or six years looking at all the highlights of all the best things we've been doing on the pitch, include Ozil. And um, I, I think the, you know, I did I read that um, interview with him on The Athletic and uh, a lot of it just makes a lot of sense, to be perfectly honest. He it, it has been through a lot of crap in the last couple of years, you know. He really has. And uh, it's got to, it's, he's a human being and he's got to have affected him. And I just, I would just love to see um, an Ozil that's really up for it on the pitch. And let's face it, we have given him loads of chances. We have. And and if he fails this time, it's got to be his last chance. But I would just like to give him this one last chance, personally. Do you think think that the whole incident with the knife attack affect his performance at all? Because it hasn't really affected that much. Well, everyone's different, aren't they? And his wife was absolutely petrified. He was actually... Did you read the um, the interview? Yes. Yeah, so um, Ozil's wife is very keen on moving back to Germany or Turkey. So she's made that very public. She spoke to a few people about that. So Ozil is not only fighting his team and what he should do for his career, he's also fighting his family. Yeah. Well, and he just got married, right? Well, apparently she's apparently she's okay now. Though, if you read that interview, the latter part of the interview, it said that she's she's okay, happy to stay now. And uh, but it's bound to have affected him. I just and, have um, a feeling. Like I said, everyone's time. mental state. May- yeah. Sorry, go on. I've, I have a feeling every time Ozil does something bad or he gets bad press or anything bad happens to him in the team or off the pitch, he's going to have his girlfriend in the back of his head or back of his ear telling him that they should leave. I, I have a feeling that's happening. Well, it, it, it all affects us differently. You, you know what I mean? It's, uh, some people are, you know, can handle things a little bit better mentally, but you, you get PTSD from stuff like that. And I can understand his wife yeah. being, you know, frightened. Uh, the thing is, he just got married. And I would think that her being frightened would make it more likely he would, you know, want to leave for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, when you're married like me for a long time. No, we're not fucking leaving. I'm sorry. You know, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah. Uh, married men know what I'm talking about. Um, well, there have been talks about Besiktas. That's been quite a big talking point. I don't, I, I don't, honestly don't think he's going anywhere. I really, really don't. And I, I, I can't, that's the other big thing because we, he, on, on it, if everyone's on form, he's still our best player. There's no doubt about that. And, we're paying him good money as everyone keeps bringing up every five minutes. And it just seems if he's, he's definitely going to be staying here. And I believe that he, I believe what he said he's, he's here. And I think he's hoping that he might outlast Emery as well. And okay. it's why not use him? Why, why not use the guy's talent? Why give not? 
Give, give me te- give me ten seconds, Niall, uh, because I just want to repeat something I said earlier that Andrew didn't yeah. hear. I yeah. thought uh, Ozil said all the right things, but I'm not going to listen to him until I see performance on the pitch. And if he starts on Monday, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to be watching and rooting for him. Okay, I'm sorry, Niall. Go ahead. That's okay. Yeah, we've also got the issue of Ozil, where it's a bit like with Alexis Sanchez when we had to do the swap deal with Man United, and honestly, we lost out on that deal massively. We are paying Ozil so much, and you could argue that his form and his recent performances of lack of playing time is going to affect his value. And now, if his value is lower and his wages are high, we are not going to get a good deal out of getting rid of him. So, from a business point of view, it might actually be better just to keep him. And I would rather get... keep him, definitely. Yeah, I agree. We've also got the shirt sales. He's one of the most followed players in our team. He's one of the most loved players in our team. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Andrew? Well, I think that I'd rather keep him than pay, send him away on loan and pay half of his wages. I mean, what's, I can't see a point in that. Yeah, because we're going to have to pay... We're going to either have to give him away for free or swap him for someone crap, or we're going to have to pay half the wages. That's basically what's going to well, go down. Well, exactly. And I, I'm going to play devil's advocate with one other point. Every, again, everyone that watches football knows that... Um, for a player to reach his full potential, he has to have a run of games, uninterrupted run of games. He's, when has he ever had that? The last two years without being dropped for a few games and then put back in and then dropped and then put back in. That's very true. He hasn't. He hasn't at all. Mm-hmm. You have to get in, to get into a groove. You have to play several matches. We all know that as football fans. And he doesn't get that opportunity. So there's no point in, in giving him an extra, uh, a 60 minutes here 60 minutes there and then not playing him for two or three games because no one's going to get into form. Oh, I no agree what- with that. I don't, I, just, I don't understand Unai Emery and I want Unai Emery to succeed. But he punishes Ozil for supposedly not being tough and hard enough in practice, you know, practicing hard enough. But he takes Xhaka, who leads the league in giveaways that lead to goals, and makes him the fucking captain. You know, it's like, all right, so Ozil does... Harry uh, of uh, the uh, Chronicles of Aguna brought this up the other day. I thought it was brilliant. It's like you're punishing Ozil for what he's doing in practice, but you're making Xhaka your captain. You know Mm. what I'm saying? I don't understand Unai Emery. Yeah. He's not done done anything wrong in the matches that he has played so far this season, Mesut Ozil either, to be perfectly honest. Mm. He's got a lot of bad press um, about everything, every time he steps on the pitch. But from what I saw, he he played well against um, Watford in the first half. He played well against um, Forrest. And he was taken off and then humiliated, to be perfectly honest. I'll tell you what though, Andrew. We have had a massive history, especially in the last 15 years, of having terrible cup runs, um, pre-RFA Cup wins. We had bad FA Cup runs. We had even the Europa League, you could say we struggled struggled at the start until we start playing our full team in the later rounds. But if we have Ozil as our second team player, you could say that might help us get to a lot higher rounds in the leagues, in in the cup, sorry. Again, he's not. If you do that, though, how's he going to get his match fitness and form? Because they only they're only once every two weeks. Uh, those games, at the most. Um, well, so, yeah. I, think I don't with, know. With the big festive period coming up after the next after the next international break, where we've got literally like a game every two days, pretty much. I think that's when they'll start rotating. You'll see a lot more of Urza on that late no, late November, yeah. December time. Well, that's that's another reason why why I'm you know I know we are all different, but I'm very positive about the team. We're deeper this year because the youngsters have taken that extra step early, and mm. I, I'm very excited. I'm not worried about too many games because this squad is to me is deeper than it was last year. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm really media. happy with the squad. They don't tell the media that they don't like that because of Arsenal, but because it's but with Chelsea, but, oh, they're they're the, the saviors that they invest in their youth. Oh fuck they're, that! They're, they're forgetting Chelsea are only using their youth now because they have to, not because they want to. No matter what Lampard says, because he's saying, "Oh, they deserve it." Yeah, they deserve it, but they they wouldn't be getting a place, the chance if you if you weren't on a transfer ban. Yeah, and Tammy Abraham's one of the highest scorers in the league now. And that's yeah. not because he, they put him in a team and they gave him a chance. It's because he's their only option. It's a, it's a long so season. Was, let, Chelsea enjoy, let Chelsea enjoy the success they're having now. It's a long season. Uh, they're not finishing top four. The media likes it. I, I can see it all the time when I talk to you guys. The media just likes winding up Arsenal fans, you know, because it gets it gets them hits, the reaction to their shitty stories like that hit job on Mustafi. Um, you know, if, if my advice to you, Ryan, is don't watch the fucking media. Because they no. do it here in the States, too, you know, with other stuff, not football. But, you know, the did, media did just trying to wind you up. Yeah, did you guys see that there was an announcement today from Tottenham? Apparently, you know... Oh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew saw it, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, hear this. It, what, what happened? So, um, have you seen a Man City documentary, All or Nothing? They do a lot of different football clubs. Numbers and fine. Yeah, so Tottenham announced today that this season they've been filmed, All or Nothing have been filming their season. So far. <laughs> it, 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 so, I mean, I, I put a tweet out about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, it's the best possible opportunity, best oh season God. of all time to actually do this. And I can't <laughs> believe it's done like, it. We're going to see them collapse and cry in front of our eyes. Oh my God. It's what you were just saying, though, Glenn, wasn't it? About the media having an effect on you. I feel yes. like these, uh, that's, that explains why Tottenham have been so bad. They've had <laughs> cameras in their faces. <laughs> I I can't. What a fucking awful choice! They they have for me. Tottenham has have given up on playing for Pochettino. I just they I I don't think they're playing for him anymore. That is just ridiculous. That they're sure you sure this documentary is still going and the director wasn't like fuck it. (laughs) Get out. They did oh, Sunderland, didn't they? And they, even though Netflix they got really good, they're really bad. Netflix yeah, Netflix. Oh, I saw that on Netflix. Netflix. Is that good? I meant I keep meaning to watch it. It's on my watch list, but I, and I haven't watched it yet. Is yeah, it good? Had, it's good. Yeah, but halfway through the season, Sunderland wanted to cancel it, and they were like, "Nope, we've already done it. You got a contract. You got to keep it going." And <laughs> I have such a good feeling that Tottenham are going to do that with us all or nothing. I, if their form, maybe if Harry Kane gets injured, Son or whoever, something happens. It's going to be so fun. Oh all right. I mean, we're going to get St. Totteringham's Day in about February. So, <laughs> and imagine well, their like reaction. And imagine when like the Tongans goes and shags someone else's missus. You know, it's going to be absolutely incredible. You probably might even do it on uh, on camera. Right, the media should just be winding up Tottenham players in a minute, just so this documentary is funnier. I swear. Uh, I can't wait to see them capitulate right in front of my eyes. I've I've I've, I've been saying pretty much the last few weeks, when you're you're key playing in Ericsson, in my opinion, been a week, a week and a half after the Champions League final result, coming out with a statement saying, I'm, look, I'm looking elsewhere now. I want to move on. But if nothing comes along, I'm happy to stay. Sort of thing. <laughs> well, you've got no choice in that matter first. Oh, it's so yeah. cheesy. That, He'd be but, run uh, out of town if he was that, on Arsenal. When you're, when you're, but I'm saying, when your best player does that, that's it. And then, obviously, the, the, the activity they lacked in the, in the transfer window, no matter what the media say, says a lot. And it's like the fact that, um, what if you believe the stories about the tongue and 
he's a, he's at back end of his he's in the last year of his contract. Elder Vyward as well. So, Adia, then yeah, he's over. He's he's he's, he's dropping now. Sons are going to be their first player that wants to be there. Everyone else wants yeah. out. Tottenham have had one of the best defences in the league for a good six, seven years now. And when the Tonga and Alderweireld leave, they're going to be a lot like us. They're going to struggle with the defence. They've, they've actually got one left back, and that's Danny Rose. They're losing, they've got no other left back. They're going to be playing Sissoko. They're going to literally be playing Sissoko yeah. or somebody at full back. Sissoko's played right back. Yeah, he played against yeah. us, he played right back. I've got to pick you up on one thing as well, Ryan. You said that Danny Alley's fallen. Well, he's fallen from where? He ain't. He weren't ever up there in the first from place. The, from the meat, the pile of fucking cat. You know, that's that, 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 that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's true, it's true though. He literally had what half a decent season, and the media just jumped on him and hyped him up to be this mm. amazing playmaker. He's, uh, he's rubbish. It's like, Absolutely rubbish. He did that one. He had a month where he scored about two or three really good goals, and um, yeah. he's been living off that ever yeah. since. Yeah, like, uh, yeah he's, <laughs> playing he's, play, he's playing for defence for Tottenham, but he's like first team France as a right winger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, what's going on. It's, uh, the, same with, it's right. the same with Giroud though. Giroud can't even get in a Chelsea team, and he's playing up front for Blimmin France. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like and Lacazette doesn't get shot. I think, I think Giroud, that, Giroud yeah. signed a deal with the fucking devil. He starts over Lacazette for France, you know. It, he, it, there, is, there is some sort of blackmail going on that. Yeah. Thing, and and it is, they're getting lucky with it. There's a Mesut Ozil thing going on, I think, with, with France. Cause it, well, yeah. I, I'm, said, I'm pretty pleased. Giroud, Giroud can't get in the Chelsea squad, but he can get in the France squad. But it, uh, There's been history is, of that, though. It's because Mbappe's injured, though. But Deschamps, Deschamps, it's, just, it's like since that World Cup, he's, he's refused, obviously, like I said, missing it through injury, he's refused to pick him no matter what now. It's like no matter what he does, he's never going to be picked. I love Deschamps. Benzema as well. It's a lot well, of ben, like, uh, that's Benzema's own fault, though. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that he ain't getting picked personally. Just, just, you know. it's, same, it's less, less worry for us for two weeks off would he get injured. <laughs> you guys, excuse me a second while I mute my microphone and chase my son out of here. <laughs> well, it's only, uh, Giroud's only playing for France because Mbappe's injured anyway. So, hmm. he's, I, I, long may it continue that he gets picked over Lacazette, to be perfectly honest, because it just gives him uh, you know, more rest time with us. Yeah. He's going to get injured on international duty, is he? No. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Andrew came in late. What was, I don't know if they spoke about it when I disappeared for a couple of minutes. Um, as Urza, what was your thoughts yesterday on the, whenever it was when he came out of his interview? I um, yeah, I did. I talked about it whilst you were off, so you can look at it later. You lazy cunt. <laughs> oh. No, I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I, I, I have um, turned full circle, to be perfectly honest, and I really want to get him in and give him a chance. Personally, um, I think that he. The only problem is, is like I said to the other guys, is that when, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, um, <laughs> as football fans, we all know that, uh, I'm going to plough on as a professional, as football fans, we know that it takes any player a several games, a run of games, uninterrupted run of games, <laughs> to get into... Um, <laughs> To get... I'm like, you I'm listening the one... to Andrew and watching Glenn. <laughs> did like... you, did you <laughs> see the one where, it, where his, his curtain got ripped down that, on one of my yeah. shows? Yeah. That was well funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't do a sunny, though. 
<laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Um, if anyone, anyone that doesn't know, Sonny was on Andrew's channel the other night, and then for some bizarre, out of nowhere, had a flipped out and disappeared mid mid show. So, well, I've um, I've watched. Oh well, just to diver, digress a little bit, I've watched that back and listened to it a couple of times now. I still can't get my head around why he did that. Anyway, <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, it, it, we all know it takes any player in the world, several games, uninterrupted games to get their flow, get the rhythm, get their form, get their match fitness. And he's, when's he ever, when's he had that the last couple of seasons? He hadn't had, he hadn't had an uninterrupted run of games. So that's what he needs. And um, I really would like to see him whilst we still got him during his sort of uh, prime years, if you like, to give him another chance. Um, I've got no problems if Sabayos starts. Obviously, I love Sabayos. I really do. Um, get on Monday, but I just I can't get past <laughs> the fact I'd love to see Özil. <laughs> I'd love to see Özil back in the squad and just see what he could do. Yeah. Um, oh, I think. Uh, do you think he'll start on Monday? Or do you think he'll bring him off no. the bench? I think he'll be on the or, bench. Or, I think he'll say, and then start and then start him again and off to, with the game in mind on Thursday. Before we throw him out on Thursday for a run. Yeah, I think it's more likely. I think he might come on on um, Monday. But I've never seen him be effective off the bench either for anyone, whether that's Germany, mm. whether that's uh, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid, whether that's with us. He, that he's always true. started, obviously. And mm. I've never he's seen him like... be effective. Yeah, he's a lot like Leo Messi. He likes to analyse the game and get a feel of it. If you just kind of throw him in, he's not too effective. Yeah, so I don't know about that, but I think he will be part of the squad and no one can say he shouldn't be part of the 18 every week. Because, yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and no, I do exactly. think everything that happened to him earlier on in the season... I mean, have you well, read that well uh, interview, Brian? I haven't read it, but I've read snippets of it. But I watched Emmy's because they obviously asked him yesterday in his press conference, and I was like, um, listening, I was listening, listening to the whole thing. It's like Emmy started making, started saying, like, obviously he did, he was doing really well in pre-season, and then obviously then the events of what happened just before the season started that that had him, that did have an effect on him, this that, and the other, and then obviously that when integrated into the start of the season, it affected him even more. Then as he was as he was coming back to full fitness, he got ill. But now we sort of start, he's starting he's starting to see more more of his fitness levels and seeing happy to see, happy what he's seen in the training pits, which well, I suggests oh, that sorry. he's more. Which, sorry, which does suggest that he's comp, contemplating and actually giving him more game time now. I he's can't like, help like believing that he's been told. I can't help believe uh, thinking that he's been told to put him back in mm. the team. To make such a U-turn within a few days is it's, it's like, just ridiculous. He said in his um, press well. sorry, sorry, it was time, the timing as well. Literally, the day of the press conference, this was released. It's like his hand was, hand was forced, literally. I know. Well, he said in that press conference that he's been training better now for a few weeks. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And mm, that, it was only a, what, about a week ago that he, he sort of slagged him off, saying he's, yeah. he's uh, well, two weeks ago, maybe. So that's just ridiculous, and I, I can't help but think that he's been told to put him back in the squad because um, if we do want to get rid of him, then we've got to put him in a shop window for a start. You know, yeah, he's got like, to get match like, fit. He's got to impress people. It was like the guys were saying earlier. It's like 
But then we, it's like, it says one thing about Urzels and then uh, it's like and drops him. But with Xhaka, who's got all this stats-wise, it goes against him. He's most incidents that leads to goals against us, this, that and the other. But he's our captain. So he's, he's like, he contradicts himself. Mm. And as, as I said, and as I said, he's like, he's like his hands with... with, with if you've been dropped yesterday morning and everything like that, it's like going into it, his hand was false. And all of a sudden he's saying certain things, as you said, that you weren't saying a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. One, one thing that hasn't improved this year is the Arsenal PR department, man. It's like one you know, one person says one thing, one person says the other. Mm. Uh, or things look obviously coordinated, like I felt uh, yesterday with the Ozil story and then Emery saying, yes, uh, he's looked better now. Um, you know, we, we don't know. It's all speculation, but I don't think they handle their PR very well at all. I Oof. think, uh, I th- one thing, Glenn, I do think the actual um, Arsenal PR department has improved this year. With um, you know Josh Kroenke coming out and uh, talking to us a couple of times when he didn't have to, oh, um, totally, I, th- yeah. I think I think it's down to uh, Emery that says weird things mm. every now and then, like mm. like Poch does. Mm. And um, unfortunately, on my show on Wednesday, I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't remember what I wanted to what Emery had said that was really weird, and I still can't unfortunately. But um, <laughs> Pochettino has come out and said some really strange things that he should never say in public, which aren't going to give his players much confidence either. Um, and he's always going on about wanting to leave all the time. Mm. And Emery hasn't covered himself in glory with a lot of the uh, press conferences he's done as well. So I, t- I think that's not down to Arsenal PR department. I think it's the em- Emery saying the wrong things. And he's had... Um, he definitely didn't want to sell Mkhitaryan and Iwobi this summer. No. I don't think. Emery. He played them an awful lot last year. And they sold Iwobi. him. I think they took uh, took the options away from him and uh, sold him. Uh, sold them from under his nose. And yeah, he really gave Iwobi a chance last season. And he really did. And Mkhitaryan. And- yeah, yeah, exactly, and is and, and I we, don't understand why we got rid of him. We're staying that, staying on that thing. Then, do you, you think then that with, with, the, with the board, do you believe that with that in mind that he, they don't see him past it, going past this season, no matter what happens in the league, if he gets Champions League, Champions League or not? If they're calling well, the shots like that. Well, I don't I, think I, he's I, ever been more than that. I think I think he's never been more than a, a transitional manager for a couple hmm. of seasons. And he's don't forget, he's not a manager; he's a head coach. Yeah, he's he's got to coach the, the players that he's given. Have we have we sorted out if he has a three year? Uh... Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to Wear. So if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Wear YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye!